0: Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here, joining you with another amazing guest. Her name is Kelly Master. Kelly, how are you today? Such a pleasure to have you.
2: Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
1: And Kelly, where are you calling us from today?
2: New Jersey in the United New
1: States. New Jersey. Are you born and raised in New Jersey? I am. Yeah. I've but never been here. My
2: goal is to get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I grew up in northwest Missouri and that was my goal, to get out of here. And I did. <laughs> I did. So you can do it, Kelly, You can do it. <laughs> You are, Kelly, you are a speaker, an author, a consultant, and you have a website called kellymaster.com with all of your information there. I want to direct our audience at the beginning of our interview, check out the link that's in the description of the podcast kind of look through that information as Kelly is talking with us today. So Kelly, before we start talking about your newest book, Fierce and Free, I really want to just give you the opportunity to share your Christian testimony with us. Who are you? How did you meet Jesus? How did it change your life? Some Some questions like that.
2: Amen. Um yeah, I won't I don't have enough time to tell you it all, <laughs> however, a lot of my testimony is in my book Fierce and Free, pieces of it. But basically, I grew up um in a real crazy life, right? Like really crazy, a lot of uh, dysfunction, abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, but I didn't have anything to compare it to. That was life. I didn't know any different from that other than I was in a lot of pain all the time. And um, probably by the time I was in fifth grade, probably 10, 11 years old, I started smoking pot and drinking. Um, By the time I was in high school, I was a full-fledged alcoholic, but I stopped long enough to get through high school because i wanted to graduate and Mm -hmm. um then found myself immediately after high school pregnant and um Married to my boyfriend, and we were drug dealers and drug users, and um, spiraling out of control. But Mm -hmm. in that process, at some point, I had met Jesus at a vacation Bible school. Somebody had taken me to vacation Bible school. I met Jesus, gave my heart to the Lord, but at home, life was still insane, so I couldn't make that connection of a good, kind, loving God. But I had given my heart to Him, and we know now, right? Like, God is faithful, even when we are not. And so he held on to me. I just didn't know it. Like in hindsight, I can see all those times that he saved my life, but I went on and I just spiraled out of control with uh, absolute crazy living. Uh, For those who have been addicted, you'll know that you will do things that you never thought you would do. You'll Mm go places you never thought you would go and you end up becoming a person that you absolutely despise and and that was me and um then my ex-husband left me and even though I thought it was the worst thing in my life mm-hmm. it was god saving my life because you know that is what i needed and that is when the journey really began for me of You know, I was crushed. I was broken. I was a pile of ashes, but God took all that brokenness Mm -hmm. and he said, all right, now it's my turn. And, uh, he started breathing new life into me and it wasn't easy. It wasn't a magic wand. It wasn't overnight. It was a process and it was a painful process, but it was a process that was good and needed and, um, went on for several years just following. That was back in 1992. I've been. Clean and sober 30 years by the grace of God. Yeah, like he has, he has just done a work in me. But through the years, I I met an amazing man. I've been still married to him 24 years and serving God together I'm an ordained minister now I uh preach the gospel in the craziest places I go into strip clubs and prisons and recovery homes and the streets to tell other women that there is hope regardless mm. of where you've been so I was in the Come gutter on, but Jesus stepped into my gutter and said
1: <laughs> I love the way you share your story it's it's full of joy and we can tell that by the way you share your story there's redemption there there's ben. healing that has happened because yes. you're not a person that's sharing it out of pain. Still, right? It's yes. something that you, the Lord, has taken you through. He healed. You're healed. You overcame. <laughs> he restored your life. That's amazing. And yes. Kelly, maybe you didn't know this, but a lot of our audience are aware of this. That I myself came from a drug alcohol, uh, from a drug addiction before, and also our oh, other good. host, Pastor Chris Busher, did too. And so we we definitely talk about this on our podcast. People are aware of the struggles. Actually. Our, I think our previous podcast, we also had someone who experienced a similar lifestyle and how he overcame. And so God is really talking to our audience right now about this topic. And so listen in. If this is something that you are struggling with or maybe a friend or a, a son or a daughter or a parent, listen to what we're going to talk about today. I think Kelly's going to bring some very important things that are vital for people's lives. And I do want to touch briefly, and then I'll give you the, the mic back, that you are going into the dark places to share the gospel. Like people, there's a, there's a point where people are saved, they're transformed, and then they live their life. But then there's people who are changed and transformed and then go to the darkness to reach the dark, to re- reach the ones that are still there. And I, I honor that so much because myself as a missionary, I said, God, send me to the yes. dark places. Yes. But it's a hard place to be, right? It's <laughs> a hard place. And sometimes you're there and you're like, man, how did I get here to this dark place? I'm kind of <laughs> scared, right? But God is there with us. And so just tell us a little bit about your experience going into those places where people are so hopeless, so empty, so broken. What is that like going in? And then I'm sure you have so many testimonies of people coming out full of hope, full of light like yourself.
2: Amen. Amen. I just real quick, you said something about, you mentioned the word fear and something triggered in me immediately because I lived bound by fear my entire life. Like Bound by fear, insane fear, irrational Mm. fear. I couldn't live beyond it. I couldn't imagine living without fear. And if you had told me... 20 years ago that, hey, you're going to be going into the darkest places, I would have run and I would have been Jonah. I would have been in the belly of a whale, well, mm-hmm. a thousand miles <laughs> in the other direction, because there's no way that I would do the things that I'm doing now. However, God radically set me free from that fear. And then you said yeah. something else about people that, you know, they live their life for God. And there's a couple statements. I just have to say this really quick where God says, what, what's Jesus say to his followers? Come. First, he says, come. Follow. Follow. Follow me, but then he says, go, right? So come follow me and many of us stop at the follow me part like, woo, this is Come awesome. On. That's it. And it is. It's part of the process, but then there's a go. And so, yes, there is a go in my life of going into these places. And I never in a million years would have expected to go to the places where I go. However, much like you mm-hmm. as a missionary, you didn't just end up there. You gave God your yes. And That's when right. you give God your yes, period, not yes, if, and yes, when, just yes, period. Mm -hmm. He can do so much with that. And it's exciting. It's exhilarating. Like, I don't have fear going to the places that I go because there's no better place than be than in the will of God, right? That's Mm -hmm. like right in the center of God's will. So yeah, he's been taking me. I've been going into strip clubs since Mother's Day 2012. And it's wonderful. It's beautiful. Not a lot of people understood it at first, but now through the years, if they've seen the fruit of the ministry and the testimony i mean what's god say take your light shine your light where are you going to shine your light with other light you have to find darkness to shine your light and you know we sometimes we and it's not for everybody my ministry that god's called me to is not for everybody Mm -hmm. and i that. However, it is mine. It's what God's called me to. And so I don't have to fear the darkness. I don't have to fear the pit of hell anymore. I know my way out. If you were in addiction, you know your way out. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. We don't have to fear going back to hell. We can go back to hell with the power of God, with the light, with the gospel, with the truth. We know our way out today because he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, right? And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's wonderful. It's I go into prisons all over the country and God just keeps opening up more doors you mentioned Missouri to me at some point, yeah. and I'm going. I there's <laughs> two women's prisons in Missouri with 1,800 women. That that's next wow. on my list, you know. But yeah, I get to go into these places, and you know what Psalm? I think it's in. I don't want to quote the Psalm. I don't know if it's um. Which psalm it is, but it talks about if I make my bed in hell, you are yeah. there. And so we get, I get to go into these places. I get to go into strip clubs. I get to go into prisons. I get to go on death row. Like it's an honor to me. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not a chore. It's not a check off a box. I'm honored. I'm delighted. I'm excited. I. Yeah. Uh, it's my bread. It's, it's to go out there and share the gospel with other women and remind them that there is a God who sees them and knows them and loves them.
1: Yeah. And I really want to touch on your personal walk with the Lord because you can't go to those places if you don't have your foundation in Jesus. If yeah. if you're not daily in the word, if you're not worshiping, if you're not fasting, if you're not all of these things, you need to do it. And here's why I have a verse here, Mark 14 through 54. It says, meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance. That's Jesus. Peter mm-hmm. followed Jesus at a distance and went right into the high priest's court. There he sat at the guards, warning himself by the fire, warming himself by the fire. So this is when Jesus is about to be persecuted. He's being taken in to Calvary and Peter starts to wow put some wow. distance between him and Jesus. And when you put distance between you and Jesus, if you're not living in the word, if you're not spending your time with him in the presence of God, what did Peter do? He denied Jesus.
2: Ooh, that's good. That right? is so so good. we have
1: to spend time face to face with the Lord. If you're, how are you going to ever go to these places? If you're not filled up in the Holy <laughs> Spirit, if you don't have him, if you're not carrying that you have to, you Amen. have to. And so thank you, Kelly, for sharing yeah. that. Thank you. That.
0: <laughs> you're listening to the faith and family fellowship podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors.
1: Are you feeling stressed, angry, tired, confused, unhappy with your current weight or your sugars? Are you ready to lose weight to prevent diabetes or even reverse diabetes? You just need the right health servant to guide you. If so, the His Health Servant app is for you. Find more information by searching His Health Servant on the Apple Store or Google Play today. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Spoiler alert, nothing. This Bible verse has endured over the centuries as a reminder that we can't put a price tag on what matters most. Yet time and time again, businesses have put profits above all, leading to the greatest extinction of other creatures since the dinosaurs. Except this time, the meteor is us. Find more by searching What Does It Profit podcast on your favorite podcast application. I want to talk about your nonprofit organization first. Yeah. So you have a, a nonprofit called For Dignity. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about what this is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's, it's my nonprofit ministry that brings me into uh, my goal with it. My mission with it is to help women rise from cycles of defeat, right? A lot of times people think like they'll they'll think I'm going into the strip clubs to quote, rescue the girls and bring them out. That's not my first goal. It really isn't because Mm -hmm. the reality is if they're working in a strip club and they're broken and they don't know their identity in Christ, what's the difference if they're in a strip club or working in a grocery store down the street Mm -hmm. or working in in a business office, if they don't know their identity in Christ, they're going to make really poor choices. So my goal isn't, quote, to get them out of the strip club. My goal is to get God into the strip club. My goal is to get in there and to remind these women of their value, that's um, of their identity in God. Because once they know their identity, they can then make different choices. They can then walk um, a different path, right? And so I always say, if you know your identity, you can walk in your authority, and then you can Mm. lay hold their destiny, right? You need identity, authority, and destiny. So for dignity, it's kind of a three-prong. We go into the prisons, we go into the strip clubs, we go into the recovery homes, but all with one message to help women rise from cycles of defeat by bringing the truth, undergirding them with the truth of the gospel of Christ, not by preaching at them. I um, I think it may be Joyce Myers that I heard once say that some women are so hurt, so broken, that they don't want you preaching the message. They want you to be the message. And so that's Mm -hmm. what the Lord has us do. So for dignity, when we go into the strip clubs, the goal is to um, give out free resources to the women. We bring in these little gift bags. That's not our end goal. That's just to get us in the door. They have some makeup and earrings. That's not why we're there. That's just to get us in the door and Mm -hmm. introduce us to these girls. And then once we meet with these girls, we can then build a relationship with them, a healthy, godly relationship, build a bridge, offer them resources, many, many of these girls, I don't know about where you are, but in New Jersey, heroin is big. It's really big. It's taking lives. um, In the sex industry, suicide is big. PTSD is big. Drug addiction, domestic violence. So these girls are living in an environment of pure hell. And so we're coming in there and first establishing a friendship and trust (laughs) and consistency. And then we're able to offer them the resources to get them out of those terrible situations that they're in, meanwhile. While offering them the gospel in bite sized pieces. So that's what we do in the strip clubs. In recovery homes, we are building them up in the gospel, encouraging them with overcoming testimony, giving them keys to break free from all these defeating cycles of mindset, you know. And then in the prisons, which I mean, all three are my heartbeat, but in the prisons, it's incredible. It's just an opportunity to bring an explosion of God's love, of his lights, and into these places. But we bring them, especially everything you're going to see in Fierce and Free are the tools and the keys that I teach these women because, <laughs> you know, what good is it to tell somebody the gospel? I got to give them the keys to say, you know what, I can walk free from bitterness and shame and addiction and, and um, uh, unforgiveness. And, you know, I can't change their past, but I can introduce them to the one who can heal their past. So we kind of do that as a three-pronged Thing within the in uh, within non nonpro- within our nonprofit ministry.
1: Mm-hmm. Does make it, a, it makes <laughs> sense absolutely. Okay. Tell us a little bit more about your book itself. So it's titled one more time for our audience. That's yes. fear free. free
2: and then ignite your potential right so let me just back it up a second my first book I wrote back in 2016 is called shine and that little book shine I have I want to start there for a moment only because I wrote that deliberately for the women in the sex industry it was a little book of hope it was a little book that you could turn to any page and and this girl this woman would be reminded that you know what God sees me he knows me he loves me that um that he's you know one of the greatest things that we do with these women is look them in the eye and say you know know what, God's not ashamed of you and man something breaks something breaks cuz these women live in shame and so when they find out that God's not ashamed of them and that he loves them so this first book was written for the women in the industry little did i know that god was going to open the door and take that book and send it all over the country in prison so that book was written written for the girls in our ministry however fierce and free is written to the christian woman it's written to the spirit filled christian woman and it's a clarion call to help her step into her full potential. It's the clarion call to get her from that place that we were talking about from, come and follow me, to go, to stepping into, embracing everything that God's called them to. So many people, both men and women, talk themselves out of the Good things of God out of the, um, of the, um, the purposes of God. So many people don't even know what their purpose in God is. They're just going Mm -hmm. through the motions. And if you ask them, they don't even know what they've been called to do. That's like your body, only one part of your body working. Like you, Mm -hmm. we need the whole body working. And so. Fearsome free is a clarion call for it's. I speak to women, but men are reading it too and loving it. It's it's a clarion call to say, hey, let's step, like let's step in the rank, let's be everything God's called us to be, and let's shake off that fear, let's shake off that shame, let's let's get you know, let's break off everything that tethers us down from the past, Come the on. late, the lies, the deception, you know, all those things that we accumulate, and so that's what fearsome. It's a call to action.
1: Kelly, I'm laughing here because th- those girls better look out. When you get through the door, they're only going one way and it's called <laughs> healing and salvation. My goodness, you just carry this fire with you, this, this <laughs> passion. You really do have the passion. It's not just something I'm going to help these women. No, you are <laughs> passionate about it. You can tell it's not hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> so This is the type of person that they need to bring them yeah. out of that lifestyle. Someone yeah. that says, hey, I get it. It's yeah. hard. Jesus does love you. He's not ashamed of you. There's oh. something better for your life. Like all what the things that you're saying, sh- come on, so good, Amen. <laughs> so good. And also, so I do want to clarify this because I, I think I misunderstood. I thought your first book was actually fierce and free, and your second book was shine. So you, you yeah. clarified that. So now I understand. Okay, yeah. So tell us a little bit more because I see here that something about every purchase you give also a book of shine. Explain yes. that a little bit deeper.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Not not every purchase through Amazon. They don't they keep mm-hmm. all the money right? like that. Is, <laughs> like, yeah. They just do, right? on my website for every, this book, I mean, just keep in mind, I've never made a penny on it like that. This book was my tie. This book was God. It's all yours. I'm all in Mm -hmm. my husband and I have invested thousands of dollars in it. We had, like I said, I started out thinking maybe we'd give out 300 copies in the strip clubs. Mm -hmm. God laughed at me. Little did I know it was like giving him my bread and my fish. Little did I know that he was going to take it. He had much, much bigger plans than I did. He opened the door into the prisons and I just had to tell you a funny story with it. And then you might have to bring me back to the question Mm -hmm. is that when I wrote um, Shine and I sent it to a, this is what happened. I was preaching at a church. I met a mom and dad. They asked me if I could send a copy of my book to their daughter in prison. Well, you're not allowed to send a book to somebody in prison from you. You have to send it through Amazon or through a printer or through somebody else. So I thought it was really nice that I sent them a case of 88 books. Like that was, that was a, you know, I was like, okay, this is really awesome. (laughs) little did I know the chaplain called me up and said Miss Master we have a thousand women and they are fighting and arguing over the 88 books so I said yes like I'm just one of those crazy people with God God asked me to do it I say yes and then he provides like I just jump out of the airplane and um and the people donate it, and we were able to give that prison not only a thousand books through the years we've given them thousands of books so my point in that is we wrote I wrote this book not knowing it was getting into prison prisons not only is it getting in prisons there's one prison that has a wall called the shine wall this book wow. I'm getting I get hundreds of letters a year from women in prisons from this book thousands of books we've given out 15,000 books my goal with it is to get 50,000 books god's probably laughing at that because 50,000 seems so big for me. And God's like, that's nothing. However, my goal, the Shine Initiative, is to get 50,000 copies of this book into women who are incarcerated around the country. Because I don't know if you've ever been to jail, if you've ever been to prison, it's not fun. I've not, I don't want to spend one day there If I was incarcerated, it's hell. It really is horrible. But as a minister, I love going into these places. And so my goal is to get that book into 50,000 women's hands around the country. Like I said, to date, we've done almost 15,000. So every time somebody purchases a book, on my website on my kellymaster.com not only will they receive a copy i will make sure a copy gets into the hands of a woman in prison and some people some people there might be a women's group listening this has happened often like you know what we just want to donate a case we don't need the budget we want to donate a case to 88 women cuz there's 88 copies in a um, books in a a, a a box will you mm-hmm. donate a case and and i'll tell them this is coming from Hope Chapel in New Jersey or Mm -hmm. whatever, and the women love it. So, yeah, that's the initiative. The initiative is to get this hand, this book, into the hands of as many women as possible because this book is changing lives. It's radically impacting lives. I don't know how other than God's doing it. (laughs) God's doing it. Right? And here's the reality. I don't mean to take like the the gospel's simpler than we think right the gospel works if you work it right when you say yes to god he does like you just say yes to god he steps before you you just follow him to where he calls you he does it and i just have to tell you a funny story that this book shine i wrote it for the girls in the strip clubs not knowing about the prisons do you know that the, I did not know that I did not know this but God knew it this book fits perfectly in the pocket of the prison uniforms in their back pocket it fits perfectly and Don't the we. girls carry it around with them and they do bible studies with them and they do devotions with them so it's awesome
1: <laughs> it's changing
2: lives <laughs>
1: god is good do you have yeah. any of those those stories or testimonies of women who have read the book like specifically stories yes. like maybe one or two of those
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This one's actually probably one of my favorite. It was before I even got into the prison. The first prison I got into was Central Mississippi Correctional Facility. This is the one that has over a thousand women and they have a couple thousand guys, but they have a thousand women as well. And before I even got there, I what I'll do is I send my books ahead of time. And Like for Missouri, for instance, I'll send my books ahead of time. It gives the girls an opportunity to read the books, to hear my heart, to hear my voice. And then I come in and minister and then they, want to receive from me because the Lord's already moved upon their heart. Well, in Mississippi, I sent the books and this one girl, I found out through a mother that this one girl fell to her knees through the book sobbing and said, I never knew, I never knew that God could love me. And I thought, oh my goodness, like that's just one of many. Another time I was in the same prison and this woman fell on my shoulder sobbing. And, and you got to stick with me with this one because this one blew my mind. She's sobbing on my shoulder and she said, your book saved my life. And I I stopped because I thought, I don't know about that, right? I mean like, like helped you, encouraged mm-hmm. you and saved your life. And I couldn't wrap my mind around that. That blew me away. And she must've seen that on my face. And she looked at me sobbing and she said, you don't understand. I was sexually abused. My mother was sexually abused. My daughters were sexually abused. She said, I wanted to take my life. And she said, and somebody put that book in my hands. And she said, and not only did it bring hope to her, she would call her mother and call her daughters when she would have her telephone time and begin to read the book to them. And it began to impact them. And then she would rip a page out and mail it to them. And the mother had a clothesline in her kitchen, and she would clip the pages of this little book shine. And I thought that's when I realized the impact. See, God's a generational God, right? He's mm-hmm. into generational blessings. Not only is this ministry impacting women in prison, we're impacting generations because now that one woman, once she encounters the truth of the gospel, she, yeah. she might stay in prison, but she's more free there than she's ever been her entire life. And now she's a different mama. She's a different daughter. She's Come a on. different wife. She's a different Different person, generations are impacted when we say yes to God. Ooh, Come so on, <laughs> man!
1: It's so good. It's so good, and that's what's so wonderful about prison ministry, yes. is because you're encountering someone maybe at their lowest point in their life. They have what do they have to hold on to? Amen. Not much. They Great. are se- they are desperate for the gospel, and when yes. you bring yes. them hope, yes, it changes everything. Yes. It changes everything yes. like you're saying it's a great perspective that it's not just like it's easy to to look at someone in prison and say well what are they what are they going to do what are they going to need you know when you change their life when god yes. changes them it changes their family those calls yes. are different those visits are different yes. the, their cell is different the atmosphere yes. everything is different it changes yes. and it's so yeah. good kelly amazing <laughs> i really love your ministry thank you tell us a little bit more about about I uh, just feel free to share, Kelly, because you are crushing my questions here. So <laughs> just, just share. Tell us about your book, about other stories oh and what you've been there, doing. There
2: are there's there so 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 many incredible, overcoming testimonies. I want to share about Lisa Joe. Lisa Joe was on death row in Mississippi. She's the only girl on death row in Mississippi. And I'll tell you, like, it's one thing to read the gospel, it's one thing to read the Bible, but when all of a sudden you're like you're walking in it like everything shifts and so Mm -hmm. this is my first time to mississippi prison never been there before never been in a prison before and i'm talking to the superintendent and um and i just feel like i got to share this really quick for any of your listeners never underestimate what god's doing in your life and Mm -hmm something i've learned about god he's the ultimate recycler like even when we're going through really really difficult times i was a single mother when i told you about my ex-husband leaving i was a single mother for many years and i it's going to tie into my ministry real quick i was working on a construction site for seven eight years and it was intimidating i was working on a construction management site um on, on a work site and you know it was intimidating hundreds of men a young single woman however What I didn't realize, I looked at that as a paycheck and God was showing me later. It was kind of like Joseph in prison. It was his education to become second in command. He didn't know it when he was in prison. Well, when I was working on a construction site, God was working out that fear. He was working out that intimidation. He was working out all those things that I wasn't good enough. And in that process, then when he opened the door for ministry, I realized that's why I can go to death row. I can stand before a 300. Pound bouncer in a strip club. I can see some of the hardest, toughest criminals and not be intimidated because all those years of working as a single mama, God worked those things out of me. So for anybody, listen, I want you to be encouraged that every single step we go through, God has his hand on it, right? He's in control. But Lisa Joe, I am in the prison and I happened, I had received a letter. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about Lisa Joe at this prison, but I had received a letter about a girl in Mississippi on death row who had received a copy of my book shine and it utterly blessed her utterly rocked her world she couldn't believe that god was speaking her through this book and somebody wrote me and said this girl lisa joe wanted you to know that so that was nice two years later i'm in this prison and i'm talking to the superintendent about what i just told you and he said oh Lisa Joe's here. Would you like to meet her? And I'm like, yeah. Like you don't just get to meet somebody on death row. Let me tell you what, Dallas, it was like. Man, can I tell you, he took me in. Lisa Joe didn't know I was coming. I didn't know I was going till that second. And my friend Tammy and I were there, and we sat down in this tiny little room. And they bring Lisa Joe out in a red jumpsuit. She's got her hands in cuffs, her feet are top, you know, in, a, in cuffs and chains. And they sit her down between us, and uh, she's scared, right? She sits in a cell 23 hours a day for years. She's scared. She doesn't know who we are. are we about to give her an execution date. She doesn't know who. are and she's looking back and forth and finally i said lisa joe do you know who i am and she just shook her head no. And I said, my name's Kelly Master. I live in New Jersey and I wrote a book and I didn't even finish it when she realized who I was. She started sobbing in her hands and she looked at me and she said, and God sent you here for me? You mean God sent you here for me? I couldn't help. You know, remember that song, The Reckless Love of God? There's yeah. no mountain he won't climb up. There's you no, know, like it. Uh, you can be on death row twenty three hours a day in the central Mississippi, and God says I'll send a woman from New Jersey to your prison cell mm-hmm. that she didn't know and you Come didn't on. know. To bring the hope to pray with her. Do you know she writes me regularly, sends me beautiful cards, and she'll always sign it from your from your sister on death row. Like like, only God can do that. Only God can can take the light and shatter the darkness where it's totally hopeless, right? And I tell these girls in prison, you know what? Just like that song, there's no mountain, you know, there's no mountain that can stop the love of God. There's no prison guard. There's no barbed wire fence. There's no, there's no death row cell that can stop the love of God from penetrating the darkness. So I love what I do. I don't even know what you asked me, but I had to tell you. No,
1: no, no. I asked you just to share. That's a, That's it. <laughs> Kelly, I'm on your website here, and I just stumbled upon your current schedule. Today yes. is March 6th. From what I see, you are going tonight yes. to preach at Teen Challenge. Is that right? Yes, it is. Kelly, you have no idea. I was a student at Teen Challenge.
2: No! Get
1: <laughs> I was a student. I was an intern. I was a staff member at Teen Challenge, the host of our podcast. He works at Teen Challenge currently. Okay. When I move back to the U.S., I am planning on moving back to work with Teen Challenge. I love this ministry. And tonight you're going to preach there. How yeah, I amazing. I preach there
2: all the time. I love what? it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Me too. Yes.
1: I yeah, love let me share a quick,
2: crazy, wonderful testimony about Teen do. Challenge. We were there in December every year. We'll bring, well, you'll appreciate this. We bring um gift bags, big gift bags. So I want these guys to know they're loved. I want yeah. them to know they're loved. And so we'll put blankets and journals and candy and beef jerky and all kinds of wonderful stuff in this gift bag. And we give 53 men at the Teen Challenge home this gift bag in New Jersey. And so in December, we did that. And then I preach a message and I just, love these guys they love it when we come and and all like these young men will be like thank you for loving us like thank you for loving us i'm like oh my gosh i'm wrecked like i'm wrecked but anyway so in december i won't say his name but we met i'm gonna see him tonight we met this young man and he let my team know that this isn't for me i'm leaving tomorrow I'm leaving tomorrow. And so my friend said, okay, well, can we pray for you? So they prayed with him and we hung out and we had a spontaneous worship session. Even after we were all done and the men left, there was a handful left and we just had the spontaneous prayer and worship time. That was December. Do you know, like God's so crazy. Just recently, somebody writes me on Facebook and says, hey, I have your book. I love your book. Um, It really ministered to me. And by the way, my grandson at Teen Challenge said that you're a great preacher and he loves Uh. you. I said, hold on. I said, I knew it. I knew who I said, what's his name? She told me his name. I said, you send me a picture of him because I meet so many people. Mm -hmm. She sent me a picture and here it was the young man who's still there, decided to stay in the program. But yeah. It's a fantastic program. I love I
1: love this ministry. I, it saved my life. So for one, Amen. God used it to change me. And then Amen. I was able to work there and to help other people get their life changed. Man, it is amazing. Amen. And Amen. I've never, I've never went into a prison and done ministry, but I've been in Teen Challenge and people come in hopeless, yes. wrecked, destroyed yes. without their family. And then they leave with restoration and healing. Yes. There's there's nothing like it. When you can be a part of what God is doing on this level and the things that you're doing, I can only imagine, Kelly, it's like nothing else. Going out to watch a movie does nothing for you. Nothing. Eating sushi does <laughs> nothing for you. Like the, The best thing on this earth is to take part in someone else's salvation, leading yeah. people to healing, leading people to freedom. There's nothing else. Amen. And that's why I'm a missionary, because Amen. I'm saying, God, if you can do this in the US, I know you're doing it overseas. And so I Amen. said, send me God. I want to be a missionary. And yes. he does. That's just how good <laughs> he is. He's such Amen. a good guy.
2: Kelly, thank you them. for
1: everything. Yeah, I'm going to tell
2: again. them about that tonight when I go yeah,
1: there. Got please, <laughs> please do. That's so good. I went to the Teen Challenge in Iowa, in okay. Iowa. So you can That's tell. Them. Awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Kelly. It's amazing. Anything else you want to tell us today about your book or tell us one more time, maybe where we can find all of your resources. How about that?
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, Fierce and free is on obviously Amazon. However, you can go right to my website, Kellymaster.com, and find everything. So even if you want to connect with my ministry, if you mm-hmm. go to Kellymaster.com, you can read about all the ministries, send me an email, and I'll uh, connect you to uh any of the ministries, give you any information, resources uh that you need. But yeah, it's it's a tremendous, it's tremendous. It's a tremendous organization. And um I love, I love what God's doing through it. I've seen changed lives, transformation. I mean, crazy, awesome, amazing testimonies. It doesn't get any better than this. Like yeah. it just really doesn't.
1: Praise God for your life and all the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. If you want to support her her nonprofit, go to fordignity.life. You can go to her, her website, kellymaster.com. All of those things are there, her resources, like she said. And Kelly, if I can have you end our time together with a prayer, I would greatly appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this time to discuss the work that you're doing in these dark places. I thank you for um, introducing me to another brother that I didn't know previously. Lord, I thank you for every listener that is tuning in even now or later. And Father, I cry out, Father, that you would touch every heart, that you would open our eyes to see and give us ears to hear what your Holy Spirit is saying and doing in this hour. Lord, I cry out for your blessings, Lord, even as people are listening and they're thinking, I want to do something for the kingdom. Lord, I pray that you would release, Father, from heaven, your divine blueprints into each person's hearts, that, Father, you would lead and guide, illuminate their steps. Lord, I am crying out for your anointing upon each person, Father, that is listening, tuning in now, tuning in later, Father, that you would radically bless them. Lord, may we be surrendered vessels unto you, Father, that we would advance your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven and I speak blessings over my brother and over his um, leadership team and knows that he works with, with this podcast, I speak blessings over them, Father, that you would continue to expand their tent pegs, Father God, continue to expand their vision and their mission for the kingdom of God's sake. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
1: Amen.
0: You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast